Welcome back, everybody, to the Living Jewishly podcast, where we will continue to learn about different areas of Jewish law, of halacha, and hopefully have him every week a new topic in a concise fashion so that we know how to better perform as Jews on a daily basis. We started with waking up Jewishly. How do we wake up in the morning? We talked about washing our hands properly. We talked about getting dressed Jewishly. And now we are how to use the washroom appropriately. The cleanliness of the body is very, very important because as a vessel, as a body that is able to serve Hashem, we need to make sure that it's done in a way that is modest and in a way that is dignified, holy, and pure. One should become accustomed to relieving themselves every evening and morning. This habit is a way of cleanliness and proper hygiene. We know that the halacha always coincides with what the doctors will tell you is the best way to live life. But halacha is giving us the guidelines so that we can maximize life even without knowing what the doctor says. If you follow halacha, you're always going to be in good hands. If one has difficulty relieving themselves, our sages suggest walking eight feet and then sitting down and then trying again. One who holds back from regular bodily functions transgresses a commandment of Baal Teshaksu, do not make yourselves abominable. If one holds back until finding a suitable or decent lavatory, it is okay. One who unnecessarily delays urinating transgresses the commandment of Lo Vecha Akar which the Torah in Deuteronomy 7.14 tells us, there shall not be a sterile male among you, because someone holding back urination will cause them to be sterile. When using the facilities, one should wait until they are ready. Then they should minimize their bodily exposure and only expose as much as necessary. It's preferable to avoid using a urinal that doesn't have privacy partitions like in the stadiums. As the divine presence is in the West, Jerusalem and the Holy Temple, when one is in an open area, such as in the woods, outdoors, one should avoid relieving themselves facing east-west, but one should only face north and south. It is improper to relieve oneself in front of any other person. One shouldn't defecate while standing and shouldn't overly strain themselves more than necessary. This could cause serious injury. One should avoid rushing out of the bathroom until they are sure that they no longer need to relieve themselves further. Men should use extra caution not to accidentally urinate on their garments or shoes. A man should be very careful not to touch or hold the circumcised organ. One is forbidden to think Torah thoughts in the bathroom. One can utilize this time to think about business affairs, read the news, play Sudoku in order to avoid thinking about Torah. On Shabbos, when thinking about business is prohibited, one should use caution not to think about business affairs. One should wipe themselves really well. One is prohibited from speaking words of Torah if even a speck of excrement is on their body. So therefore, it's important for one to have a clean body before returning to Torah study. In general, it's important to have a clean body so that it's not going to be damaging to the body. 
a man shouldn't wipe himself with his dominant hand because it is used to wrap tefillin and shouldn't wipe with the middle finger of the of his non-dominant hand because the tefillin are wrapped around it. A right-handed person shouldn't wipe with their right hand or their middle finger of their left hand. Again, the right hand is used to tie the tefillin on. The left middle finger is the finger that we tie the tefillin around. After one even slightly relieves themselves, urination or defecation, they should wash their hands and recite the Asher Yatsar blessing outside of the washroom. It's important to note that we're not allowed to recite any blessings while in the restroom because it's an unclean place and therefore outside of the bathroom one should recite the Asher Yatsar. Now I want to just take a quick moment to discuss what is this blessing of Asher Yatsar. You have it on the bottom of your pages. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who formed man with wisdom and created within him openings and hollows. It is obvious and known in the presence of your glorious throne that if one of them were ruptured or if one of them were blocked, it would be impossible to exist and stand in your presence even for a short while. Blessed are you, Hashem, who heals all flesh and performs wonders. This is a marvelous blessing. It's a remarkable blessing which gives thanks every time our body functions. We need to acknowledge and appreciate the miracle that is transpiring. And the first time we use the bathroom, we're too small to even know what great of, great of a miracle it is. And we get a little older and it just seems to be normal. However, our sages teach us we need to acknowledge, we need to appreciate, not to allow our body to just operate without recognizing the kindness, the goodness, the blessing that Hashem is bestowing upon us. It's okay if you say the blessing in English. It does not need to be recited in Hebrew. Um, and that's why I printed it here so that you can have it and take it home. Our sages tell us that there's a number of things. Number one is that our hands could be unclean to begin with. And therefore, we can get infection also, it's not considered a clean part of the body. And therefore, if it's if it's possible for a person to minimize directly touching it. Now, there are some people who can use uh, a toilet paper, um, but the idea is not to have direct contact with that organ. And that concludes the halacha review. This is not of the most exciting, pleasant parts of halacha. I understand that, but it's still halacha and it's Torah and we learn it not, notwithstanding the, uh, uh, it's okay, but you know what? We did it. Thank God. It's going to be one of the shorter podcasts on the Living Jewishly podcast. And Hashem should bless us that we should have good health. We should have good hygiene and we should always be protected from all illness. Amen. You should say it right when you wash your hands so that you don't forget. It's likely that we will forget. So our sages tell us to always Zrizin Makdimin, you hurry up and you rush to do the mitzvah and you don't wait and procrastinate because then it's likely that we'll forget. So if a person does not use the facilities, there's no need to say the blessing. I would recommend that if you even walk in, I, I believe the halacha recommends that if you walk into a restroom, when you leave, you should wash your hands. It, right? It, you know, if you, you look at the signs, wherever you go, it says employees should wash their hands before returning to work. We're employees of Hashem. Whenever we walk into a restroom, we should always ensure that we wash our hands before leaving because even if we didn't 
use the facilities. We may have touched the walls. We have touched uh, one of the furnishings in the bathroom that may not be clean. And therefore, a person should be extra cautious. The Torah is extremely cautious about our cleanliness. Because if we're not clean physically, it's going to cause a, a detraction from our spiritual cleanliness. We only say the blessing for washing hands when it's, when it's washing for eating bread. We have a whole list, uh, page number two, where we talked about all the different, I'll just list them off so you, you'll know. Okay. We only wash our hands after waking up in the morning, leaving the lavatory or bathhouse, clipping, cutting na- or cutting nails. Uh, it's also filing our nails, haircuts, touching shoes, marital relations, scratching the head or the hair, delousing garments, touching skin that is usually covered. So, you know, touching parts of our body that are usually covered is considered to be unclean, bloodletting or donating blood, or leaving a cemetery and attending a funeral. All of these are things that, again, it makes sense. You're dealing with the unclean. Also, by the way, after touching an animal, you touch an animal, you touch a pet, you have to wash your hands. You don't need to recite the prayer. Not everything requires the blessing. Today, we call a bathroom the whole area. That, that's not really considered the bathroom. Bathroom is where the toilet is, is at. That's the bathroom. Now, in Israel, they know that the halacha, the halacha says that if you walk into a bathroom, you have to wash your hands upon going out. But if the bathroom has other uses, it's not necessary to just, if you walk in, that you have to wash your hands. So if you know in most bathrooms, and now you're going to know why this is, why this is in your house probably, there's a little faucet coming out of the wall. They make it so that you can fill up your uh, sponja, right? Thing, right? The little, little, you ever notice you have a little faucet coming out of the wall? Because now it has another use. Now that it's not only a bathroom, if you went in to use it for a different purpose, you don't necessarily need to wash your hands for that. So they have, in Israel, the way they wash the floors, yeah, in Israel, in Israel, in Israel, the way they wash the floor is with a lot of water because Israel's very dusty, it's, it's, it's a desert. So you, you know, if you don't wash your, your floor with a lot of water, Friday afternoon, be careful where you walk because people are splashing water off their porches. You know, it becomes a, you can get showered many, many times. So that, but how do they do it? Just with water. They just clear up all of the, cause everything is tiles and marble floors and, uh, it gets very dusty. So before Shabbos, people are throwing tons of water on the floor. So how do you fill up those buckets? You fill up with the water that's in that bathroom faucet. That's why they include them in the bathroom specifically, by the way, so that you don't have to wash your hands just for walking in for that. Okay, now you know the rest of the story.